This is Melanie Ake, your host for Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 podcast. Everyday Leaders is an inspirational show to help you develop strategies to overcome everyday obstacles in your life. Today on Everyday Leaders, you'll meet David McGlennon, a passionate leader that loves personal challenges. And he's developing and designing corporate culture programs to challenge and inspire work teams. You see, creating consistency is a core value that drives every process in David's life. Listen in as he shares his framework for success and join this Everyday Leader's inspirational journey. Start your personal growth journey today. Learn how to be an everyday leader in your life. Go to everydayleaders.com, where you can register for classes to develop your own leadership strategies. Or gather with us each morning for our leadership devotionals. You can also invest in yourself with personal life coaching. Remember, you can still help us fill the Airstream Mobile Studio with shoes and backpacks. We're supporting Olivia Russo Hood's Save the Earth Project and our own Hoosier Foster Care Agencies. Go to everydayleaders.com for our schedule of local collection sites and dates. Welcome to Everyday Leaders 50 and 50, my wonderful friend, entrepreneur, and business culture coach, David McLennan. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Leaders this morning. I can't be more excited to be here, Melanie. This is going to be so much fun. I'm really, I've been looking forward to this. Oh, I looked at the calendar last night and I was like, today's the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. You, you yeah, lift, no, I, it's been fun. You lift me in so many ways. And when we got connected, and, and I'm sure the listeners are like, oh, another John Maxwell person. <laughs> but that's the tribe. The tribe is so strong, and we all do things so differently and so uniquely and and try to just add value to the world. And when we got connected, I was learning about the things that you are trying to really impress upon people uh, from your knowledge and your experience, and that is about culture coaching and, and business culture and developing that. And so background here, you are a former Hoosier. So those from Indiana that are listening, yay. Yep. <laughs> and I have a play like a champion uh, sign in my office and I hit it every time I walk out. <laughs> there you go. So you know it's in your heart. And, and But we have a lot of similar paths of as far as what we've believed in our lives and how we, we have um, been influenced. And and so I want you, I want the listeners to really understand David McLennan and how you were developing your ideas uh, as you were young and then kind of coming mm-hmm. into what you're doing today and how that really, you know, that is substantial uh, that has given you that confidence through your life. Yeah, gosh, 
I, I actually, just thinking about it, I kind of get chills because it's, it's, I've, I've honestly been blessed. I really feel like, you know, it, I, I don't have one of those stories where, you know, I was, you know, grew up getting beaten or anything like that. You know, I, I have a, a grandfather and a father who really were my role models. Um, my grandfather um, is, was a, was a, uh, a baker at one time. I mean, he, he was a baker and a grocer in a very small town in, in Indiana, a, t- a town called South Whitley. If anybody knows where that's at, it's outside of Fort Wayne, but, uh, it, um, it was a small town, but he was a grocer and he was a baker. And then he became, uh, he, he came into the insurance business and he was very, very successful in the insurance business. He, um, really believed in that, um, that product and the, all of that it did. And, and then, um, my dad joined him in, in, in business and joined in the insurance business. And then, um, many, many years later, and I joined, uh, with my dad, uh, as I was going through college, I joined my dad, um, in an insurance agency partnership. And so through that, and really through their influence, um, they taught me how to be an entrepreneur and they taught me how to integrate that with family. And, um, so I've been a part of family businesses. I've been a part of, uh, startups. Uh, I've been a part of, uh, large, co- large corporate, um, companies as well. And so, but, but at the end of the day, uh, my heart really is entrepreneurial and being able to help companies to create an environment where the people working there really want to be there and really want to um, excel and solve the problems and, 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 and um, achieve the mission that that organization is, is trying to achieve. But, but my growing up years were, were really surrounded by, um, you know, entrepreneurs. And it's funny because, you know, even in the midst of that insurance business, um, my dad, my uncle, my, my dad's brother, and my grandfather all went into a partnership um, to uh, start an Ethan Allen uh, furniture store mm. back in the day, back in the 70s. Um, the, those, those were franchises. And so he, they, they bought a franchise and, and, and ran it together, even while still in the insurance business. So they, they kind of were doing multiple things. And so that had a huge impact and a huge influence on me in how I worked, how I um, played and really how I integrated, um, business into life. Mm -hmm. And it is about who influences us because many times people will say, well, that's a great story, David, but I didn't have that same kind of upbringing. I didn't have that same kind of confidence. And so the point is with a lot of our listeners, you know, thinking about, well, when were you influenced? And then what do you think about those people? What, What were they doing and how did they impact you in some way for you mm-hmm. to now step into the world that we're living in? Here we're talking on March the 28th and we're quarantined. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, in right. 2020, we don't have the capacity to say, well, I can go just connect to somebody. I can go to, to a store or I can get a job or I can learn mm-hmm. that skill or trade. Right now we're thinking about what are our strengths <laughs> mm-hmm. and, yes. and who do yeah. we already know that has influenced us and impacted us. So I think your story has so much value because if you just really think about, you know, not being afraid of it anymore, if some people are saying, well, you know, those weren't good relationships. I don't really think Mm -hmm. of those as learning Mm -hmm. points. Um, 
but ev- yeah. everything is, right? Absolutely. Well, and, and what's interesting is in, in my grandfather's later years, I was, quite frankly, incredibly blessed with time to spend with him. Um, I traveled an awful lot. And so one of the places that I traveled was Atlanta. And so he was living in Northeast Georgia at the time. And the great thing that um, about this relationship is is that I was able to ask him, you know, what were some of the things that you wish you could have done differently, Grandpa? Mm. And, you know, he shared with me so many things that he learned. And, and he wasn't afraid to, to, to let me know that, you know, there were some times when, and, and you, you and I have talked about him being in, in ministry. He was, he was a, what would be a worship leader today. He was a song leader back in the day. And, mm-hmm. and so he said yes to a lot of things that took him away from his family. And I know that he would have done that differently. He wouldn't have done as much of that because he felt like it took away from his family. But to your point, just a little bit ago, talking about, you know, hey, I didn't have that kind of a relationship. And I, I think sometimes we get stuck on that, you know, like, oh, gosh, I didn't have. But what I'd like to be able to challenge our listeners with is what do you have? Mm-hmm. What's the good that you have? You know, if you have a relationship with somebody who influenced you and maybe they influenced you in a, in a, uh, maybe a, a, a negative direction, what's one or two things that they did that actually impacts you in a positive way? I, I, Cause I think, you know, just the law of polarity for every negative thing, there's a positive thing. And so we have to start to look and ask ourselves different questions. I mean, even in this this quarantine, you know, I've been asking myself, how can I impact the world differently than I have been in the past? What can I do? Not, not why is this happening, but what can I do? And I think, you know, again, going back to my dad and my grandfather, they never really sat around. And and (laughs) what is really kind of cool is my grandfather, even when he was probably in his mid eighties was selling um, on eBay um, uh, instruments. He was a huge stringed instrument collector. He had a, he, he probably at one time had the largest, um, uh, American made violin collection in, in the world. And, um, he, he was selling those on, on eBay. I mean, he would sell, you know, to Belgium and, and France and, and, and places all around the world. And I think to myself, how cool is that? My grandfather is, you know, has experienced horse and buggy days He's experienced the Great Depression, and now he's experiencing eBay. I mean, how cool is that? And so that kind of an influence has shaped who I am, and and it probably, not probably, it is one of the main reasons why I'm a glass half full kind of a guy. I I look at our current situation, and I think, wow, what kind of cool opportunities is this going to present to the world? Mm-hmm. And I, I tell we really, that's really neat. Well, when you say that, I think about my uncle, my dad's twin, that had a YouTube channel back when YouTube <laughs> just started. You know, he had the AOL cool. email, <laughs> and so yes, and yes, I and yes. I think he has so many different channels on YouTube and was doing those things and was a big influencer for me way back in you know the eighties, the early eighties when that, all that was starting, and I think. Yeah wow, today, you know, people are just starting their YouTube channels and thinking about, yeah. and me included, right? Thinking about how you can stream right. to YouTube and your, how you can communicate your message. But it's it's so valuable. Like if you have a platform, I don't care what it is, whatever you feel in your heart, 
that that you love to do. It doesn't matter if somebody else thinks it's good. Just if it's right. you love to do it, then, you know, this world is about sharing. And today, since we can't touch each other and we can't be in your right. own environment, it's about finding creative ways in these platforms to then um, encourage your own confidence, I think, is is building your own culture. So having you on this program, David, is really talking about how we build company cultures, but how we build our own culture, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, and it starts with us. I've often said that, you know, it the culture begins with our own behavior. And I, I take a behavior approach when I talk about company culture because it's really what happens within the company. It's, it's, it's the way we do things. It's the doing things that is the culture. It's not what we say we do, but it's what we really do. And, and that starts with us. And it starts with creating habits. Um, it, it, it actually starts with examining habits and how we actually act, not only just within a company, but really our own lives. And so it starts with us. And so, you know, I, I always will talk with a senior leader and tell them that this is going to start with you. And it doesn't mean you have to be perfect because you're not going to be. But what it does mean is that as a leader, you have to be the one who sets the example. And when you screw up, which you're going to, you have to be vulnerable and you have to be able to say, hey, you know what? <laughs> I, I didn't do that behavior that I said that, you know, we really want to do around here. I didn't do that well. And so I need to, you know, apologize and I need to have you guys hold me accountable. So it starts with the leader really holding themselves to a higher standard and, and really examining their own habits, their own ways of doing things. And so that really then will transmit to the rest of the organization. It absolutely will. And I want to talk to you about my favorite leadership book. <laughs> The, yeah. fifth, the 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. And and as you Absolutely. kind of gave us that scenario, you know, about trying to encourage a leader of an organization, right? And then thinking about how we can mm -hmm. do that in our own lives. Here's an application I want people to think about. And it's this law that's one of my favorite laws in the 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, which is the law mm -hmm. of consistency. Yeah. And, and so many people will say, well, I'm not motivated to do anything new. I don't know how to start that. I don't know what that would look like. I don't know that what that would turn into. Who would I impact? How could I impact? But what this tells us is that it's the motivation that gets you going, right? But then you might not be motivated either to work out or to do a study yep. or to learn something new, but it's the discipline that is actually yep. what is going to keep you growing through that to experience the new and the creativity. So mm -hmm. um, yeah. that's a really uh, that's a really hard to get your arms around even when you say, well, I get influenced and, and, you know, I am spontaneous and I love to start new projects. And so this downtime for us in isolation, <laughs> right, has given yeah, people the yeah. opportunity to say, well, I'll watch those videos on YouTube or I'll start cooking or I'll start, you know, sewing or I'll start doing something different. But it's not the, just the sponta spontaneity. It's mm -hmm. how are you going to start to be disciplined about this to say every day being accountable, right, at 11 yeah, o'clock yeah. every day. Um, right. 
Well, it's about being intentional too. I mean, I, I, you know, I love um, intentionality. I mean, that's been kind of a watchword for me in, in the, you know, the last probably six or seven years is that, you know, being intentional with your time as opposed to just letting it happen to you. Um, you need to be, or, or I feel like, especially related to that law, the law of consistency, we have to be intentional with our time and be aware of our time. We also have to be aware of what, what causes habits. You know, there's a, there's, there's a, 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 something called a habit loop that, you know, there's a, there's a cue or a trigger. And then there's the, you know, there's a behavior and then there's a, a reward. And, and we have to kind of almost take a step back and look at, well, what's causing us to just sit and watch Netflix all day long? Um, what's causing us to be able to, what's the trigger? What's that internal trigger? And, and when we look at that, we can step back for a second and say, hey, this is something that I don't want. So what do I want? What do I intend? You know, the word intention. Well, I intend to grow during this period. So if I intend to grow this, during this period, then I need to kind of back up and say, okay, well, what's going to be my cue for doing that? Well, maybe it's just the first thing you do when you get up in, and, and then you, you do one behavior. Maybe you sit down and you, you read a chapter of a book or you read one page of a book and just start small. There's a, there's a great book that um, I've, I've read a couple of times now. It's called Atomic Habits. And really, it, 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 in some ways, is the basis for my culture work, too, because when we talk about businesses and, and creating corporate cultures from a behavior perspective, we're talking about human behavior. And so we have to first describe what that behavior is that we want. For example, practicing blameless problem solving. A, a lot of my clients will put that, that some kind of language like that into their, their, their uh, cultural statements that we practice blameless problem solving. Well, that's great. But what happens then is so many times it's just a, a, a statement on a wall or it's a statement in a, in a brochure, but we have to take it off of that and we have to practice it. So then we implement something that I call rituals. We, we create a, a way that we're going to remember to practice that. And so we focus on it just like you know, you focus on um, one of those be, one of those um, laws, uh, invaluable laws of growth. Each week, we take a we take a cultural behavior like practicing blameless problem solving, and every time we get together, we start our meetings with a a short discussion a discussion around practicing blameless problem solving. We might ask a question to open up that discussion about that. that it might be something like, you know, hey, what gets in the way of us practicing blameless problem solving? Mm -hmm. And then we just chat for a couple of minutes. And so that gets our minds tuned to that behavior. And then we go on with the rest of the agenda for uh, for our meeting for, you know, whatever we have on, the, on that docket that day. But 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 having a ritual to practice those behaviors is so key, not only in corporate culture, but but in our own in our own lives as well, leading ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's so important when you talk about, you know, having a system in place. Right. And, yes. and the consistency oh, yeah. of having that system in place and knowing when you show up. Your mind is ready to kind of step into that. And that's mm -hmm. really important for people right now to start thinking about, you know, yeah, you don't have a structure to, to maybe you, you drove to an environment where you worked every day and you were around all those people that maybe kept you accountable. You had to be in your 
seat at your workstation at eight o'clock, mm-hmm. right? And that yeah. you went to lunch yeah. at noon every day. And so staying true to those rituals is going to be so important for people to be successful, no matter how long this yeah. lasts. And, and so yeah. developing again, your own sense of purpose, motivation, culture to say, great, how do I affect my team? And how do I affect yeah. my family? And how do I affect my yeah. community? Right. And, and I think that's where I'm seeing the creativity come out of this is because when, oh, when people have already decided like, okay, this is what I'm going to do now that I'm home, I have to create a workspace maybe that I've, I've not been familiar with. So I got to get that done. So maybe that was the first week. Mm-hmm. Now it's how do we get our kids, um, you know, taught and, and if they're still at home, how do we make sure that they're online with what they need uh, for schooling? And now it's, you know, people are starting to get bored because they're like, mm-hmm. okay, I got to go to the grocery again. <laughs> yeah, got to figure that out. Right. <laughs> but I need to stay quarantined. I still need to be home and can and be consistent yeah. in this. Uh, and so now is like the prime time for people to realize that what strengths do they have and to quit those things that aren't being purposeful for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that you, that you just hit on a great topic and that is, you know, asking ourselves, what is it that we need to stop mm-hmm. doing? Not necessarily what we need to start doing, but what do we need to stop doing? And, you know, extinguishing a habit is, is sometimes difficult, but if we know how to do that, um, it's, it, it, we can, we can take some certain steps to be able to, to do that, but it, it, it takes an evaluation and it takes really looking at ourselves and saying, Hey, I, I really don't want to do this anymore. And so I want to be able to be very intentional about that too. So yeah, you're right. I mean, this interruption has interrupted all of our habits and that's why I think that it's really important. I'm glad we're having this discussion right now because I, I see, I, before we started uh, recording, we were talking about, you know, different things that we're seeing now. And I, I, my office is here in my home and, and uh, I get a chance to watch people like walking by um, and, and, up until recently, that hasn't happened an awful lot. But now I'm seeing families walk by, taking walks with their dogs. And I'm going, man, I, first of all, I don't know who they are. And number two, I don't know who that dog is. I don't see, I've never seen that dog before. <laughs> so a lot of dogs are getting walked and a lot of families are, are walking together, which I think is really cool. So just the interruption in our, in our routines is really helpful um, to uh, examine what we what we really want and what we don't want. But, but also the point that you made about keeping the things that really help us feel structured is, is really important too. I mean, you know, to me for, or for me, this time hasn't been a lot different because I guess, because I am pretty structured. I mean, I have a morning ritual that I go through and, and, and it starts at 5am. And so when I come downstairs, I, you know, I, I get in my, my, my chair that <laughs> incidentally, my, my dad bought from the Ethan Allen store that they own. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so it's got passed down to me and, um, which is kind of cool, but, um, but then, you know, then it goes from there. So, you know, then I have my, my quiet time. I, I, I think, um, I, I, I read, I pray, um, I do some meditation and, and then I feed my mind and I, I, I just, that's my time, but, but that, that, that hasn't changed. And so, um, I think that, um, rituals and habits and, and consistency, they just really help us to, 
carry out life the way we want and intend it to carry out, uh, to be carried out. And so it, it, I think it's a great time for us just to really examine our, our lives and, and understand what, what's going to feed us, what's going to fuel us, what's going to be um, helping us to achieve that in, you know, in the days going forward when we get back to quote-unquote normal. What's the new normal going to look like? Mm-hmm. And when we talk about leadership and influence, you know, so many of the things that you're teaching in your corporate groups right now is mm-hmm. that everybody has to be a part of the team. Right. Everybody yeah. has a place uh, to show up and to participate. And yeah. so what I love uh, and I love to celebrate this with you because your emerging leaders inner circle has done exactly mm-hmm. that and bringing cultures together yeah. on LinkedIn um, and these social networks to say, look, what are you guys doing that is really helping you evolve and, and think strategically and designing your company the way that you that you see it? Um, because we recently had uh, what we call a, a leadership summit, uh, and so that was publicized. It was public, and and so one of the quotes that I took away from this was, "What you view is what you do," mm-hmm. and it has such yeah. great impact on me this week because I think you know what we're all trying to figure out is what do we see? How do we see mm-hmm. it next? Yeah. And and so the cultures that you're building, David, within your companies that you're working with, you know, the feedback from them is tremendous because they see it's just not one person's vision, it's the team's. And it becomes greater than that. And it's kind of the corporate culture that then other people see and it becomes their brand. And yeah. and so that's how you're making impact with these groups. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's really um, a thank you for saying that. And I, I really appreciate that because the emerging leader group did come out of my culture work because what we found was there was a lot of support needed for these, these emerging leaders, what I call emerging leaders. And, and, and just so I'm clear, I don't mean, you know, young leaders because quite frankly, I've, I've been coaching um, people who are in their sixties who just became a leader or a leader of people um, at that stage in their career, they, they, somebody saw some potential in them and put them in a place where they could, they could actually do that and learn to do that, which is kind of cool. And so an emerging leader is just someone who is beginning to emerge as a leader and, um, and, and understand their potential. And, and that leadership group or that emerging leader inner circle has been a great environment for them to be able to know that they're they're safe, they can explore, they can talk about the, the challenges that they have. And uh, I really think that that then becomes the, it's, it's almost like a contagion, you know, <laughs> kind of like we're, we're sitting here quarantined. Well, what's, what's cool is, is we can also be contagious with our culture, our company culture. And interestingly enough, one of the companies that's a part of that uh, that group, um, just one of the people that I'm coaching sent me a text, uh, text message last night with a picture of their virtual happy hour. They, they've never done this before, but they, they got on a call and had a little bit of a happy hour together. And what's, what's interesting too, um, 
a couple of the, the, the leaders of this company were on my podcast. And so they were kind of joking around and they had put the virtual background. I don't know if you know how you can do that on Zoom. You can put the virtual background in there uh, like you have a green screen. They actually put the thumbnail of the podcast episode for the, the, the leader, the president <laughs> of the company uh, behind them. I thought that was really cool. But I was so thrilled to see them do that because that's part of their culture. It's part mm -hmm. of them being together and, you know, as Simon Sinek says, you know, one of our favorites together, you know, better is together. We, we, we are better together. And, and there, this company is learning that and that emerging leader group has really had a huge impact on that. So it's, it's uh, been kind of fun to see that evolve. Well, and it expands their capacity. And so when you think about mm -hmm. being a new leader or, an, or a leader of people for many years, but you've just never had the, the right, um, you know, internal kind of vision to be able to have all the right mm. players at the table. You know, Good to Great is one of my favorite books, too. And it, you yeah. think about putting the right people in your positions and all these personality tests that exist. And, and so mm -hmm. building a culture is all about getting to choose, right? When we interview people, it's not just yeah. to fill a spot or to, you know, yes, we need 10 people to do this job. Well, it's so mm -hmm. important that you have the right mindset uh, because, oh, for sure. right? Because what we know about momentum is, my goodness, if people can all get on the same bus and and we can yeah. design something that is that we're all passionate about, then that momentum is crazy. It's the crazy train, right? Well, yeah, and it's 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 a lot. It's it's about getting the right people not only on the bus but getting them in the right seats on the bus, and right. that that plays into like finding their strengths and being able to examine where where will they fit the best so that they're fulfilled and we also accomplish our mission. So, yep. um and you said something earlier too, just a minute ago, you used the word vision. Uh, you know, I, I pick up on words and, and I think that that is such an important component too. So along with the law of consistency, um, the law of navigation in the 15 invaluable laws has been one of my favorites as well. And, and, and I'll tell you why, because earlier in my life, I was, I, I was a pilot. I still like, technically am a pilot. I just haven't flown for a little while, <laughs> but um, I, I love the law of navigation because it requires us to get our head out of the cockpit and be able to look out onto the horizon. One of the things, I was a flight instructor too, so um, I, I went a little bit hog, hog wild when I went got into the aviation <laughs> uh, industry. <laughs> but, uh, I, well, actually, I was like trying to figure out how can I have other people pay for my, my flying habit? <laughs> and, mm -hmm. uh, so I thought, hey, I'll become a flight instructor. And uh, so I was a flight instructor. And one of the things that I often saw was that new students would just bury their head in all of the instruments that are right in front of them. And I think so many times company leaders and, and just individuals will, will not get their head out of the cockpit. They see what's just in front of them and they live day to day. Um, just what do I got to do today? What do I got to do this hour? And occasionally, which I think this is a great time for us to be able to do that is to get our head out of the, out of the cockpit. I kept telling, I would keep telling um, students, you know, scan the horizon, you know, there's a, you know, there's, there's traffic at, at 11 o'clock, you, you got to catch that. And so um, we, if we don't employ the law of navigation, getting our head out of the cockpit and onto the horizon, we're never going to see what's coming at us. And we're not going to be able to plan for, you know, certain things that, that may be coming at us that we can see off in the distance 
And we would never see them until it's too late if we have our, our, our head in the cockpit just looking at all the, the dials. And, and so I think that's really an important component of the law of navigation is to really work on your business rather than in your business if you're a business leader. And, and so the process of, of creating your culture by, desi- by design rather than by default, because, you know, quite frankly, there's a culture in every organization. It's just that most organizations have a, have a, a culture by default rather than by design. And so what I'm challenging leaders to do is to be the designer of your culture, design your culture on purpose intentionally rather than just by default and letting it happen. And so good leaders do that. And they do that by having a vision and creating, you know, that vision, getting their head out of the cockpit and looking out onto the horizon. And so uh, I hope I can encourage uh, some leaders today to, to do that. Gosh, you've left us with so many great takeaways. And and so I want to encourage people, if you're listening to this and you've said you've really made a connection with what David's telling you, uh, if you are deciding for the first time that you want to start a business for the very first time, mm. and you've said this is the time for me to be able to take what I know, develop a business around it, and I know I'm going to need other people around me. I know I'm going to need to develop this culture I really want to encourage you to reach out to David McGlennon and uh, and figure out those steps as a culture coach because you can if you see what can be created you can make it happen and and so yeah. it's just taking those steps but you uh, David have given us the confidence that just because you know things aren't working the way we want them right this second every day is a process and we can develop those tools. And we can develop the right processes uh, to really make momentum around us and yeah. and be successful in, in what our vision is. So I applaud you for that. I know this has been one of your things that you've really intentionally put together and, and you're doing so much on LinkedIn. And so I want people to connect to you there as well. Uh, tell us, tell the listeners what else um, for takeaways, what can we do how can we connect to you immediately and follow kind of what you're doing and helping us leading through this change? Yeah, so best ways on LinkedIn, you know, from a professional perspective, that's where I'm really most active. I also do some uh, some posting on, on Instagram, uh, but on Instagram, you, you'll probably see a lot more of me hiking with my dogs because I, I absolutely love to get out into nature and, and do that. I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly active, but, but yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn. And, and I would also say too, that one of the projects I'm working on here um, as, as we enter into the second quarter of the year is a, a tool to be able to, or a, a program for small businesses to be able to do this on their own. What I'm doing, what I'm developing is a, a product, an online course, kind of like if you want to call it a DIY, do it yourself kind of a pro- product um, to be able to do their own culture development pro- uh, process and then uh, be able to ha- have access to a, a group coaching um, uh, environment for that. Um, I'm, 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 I'm just in the developmental stages. As a matter of fact, I have a, um, a client of mine who's kind of stepped up to the plate and said, Yeah, I want to do this. They're not a big company but they're going to help me to uh, do the recordings, the videos of me taking a company through the facilitation process of my eight-step framework and my eight-step process to develop a, an intentional culture. So, um, so, that's, so if, if, if somebody's listening and, and they, they're either starting a company or they have a small business and they really want to be very intentional, 
Um, I, I'm, I'm looking for beta users to, uh, to, to, to um, test this out once uh, it's complete. And uh, so I'd love to connect with you. That is wonderful. How encouraging. Mm-hmm. Think about this. Everybody now that's going to say, what can I start? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's really neat. I think it's great. It's well, it's stepping into your passion, you know. And so, this is what this is all about: inspiring people to just overcome obstacles, use those things that you know. If you don't know your strengths, get the book Strength Finders. Uh, find yeah. one of those personality tests. Take the DISC profile. Connect to some people that can help you through that, and and really step into your purpose um, for the rest of your life because. You deserve it. You deserve it. And that's yeah. that's what yeah. everyday leaders do. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Stepping into your purpose, I think, is such a huge thing. And I applaud you, Melanie, for helping individuals recognize that, that we are all everyday leaders. We can we can lead right where we're at. We can lead with the fit with, with our family. We can lead with the people that were around our friends, um, our coworkers. Um, we do not have to have a, a position. So I, I, I applaud you for what you're doing and and quite frankly, too, um, for those of you who are listening, it, you know, for next year, you need to get to Melanie's um, live event. I mean, it's just amazing. She has some amazing speakers there. And I just want to encourage people to, to, to sign up next year. If you, if you were thinking about it and just didn't, didn't do it, and it's well worth it. So um, I, I love what you're doing, Melanie, and, and I really appreciate you having me on the podcast today and just a conversation. I, I knew it was going to be fun, uh, but hey, this is over the top. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really fun to connect with you. And and like we say, you know, emerging leaders are everywhere. And so it, this is part of what we're supposed to be doing. This is our purpose. And we absolutely love each other and love supporting each other. And And so... My encouragement to the listeners today is figure out your your gifts and your strengths. If you're going to do something with that, do it today. Do it today. Don't wait. And and that's what an everyday leader is. That's what listeners are doing. That's what the responses. People are reaching out every day saying, I love these shows because they teach me something to do and they make me accountable to it. So uh, if you if you need help, we're always here reach out to David McGlennon. It's, it's uh, M-C-G-L-E-N-N-E-N. And uh, you can find yeah. him on, on LinkedIn. So, David, thank you again for joining us this morning uh, in your Emerging oh, Leader Inner you. Circle. is just going to just really take off. And, uh, and I so appreciate you pouring into us and those that you love. So thank you. Uh, totally my pleasure. I'm so thankful for you, uh, Melanie. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you.